This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adelia Jr. Joining me is host of PS I Love You XOXO, Greg Miller. New episode out right now, youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games podcast services around the globe. Greg, how are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I know uh, Kevin has a thing that he really wants to tell everybody. Kevin? Drum roll, please. I'm upset that his mustache is going away. There you go. I said it. Can you believe how yeah. fast my beard grew in? Yeah. No, I can't. Can you believe how slowly mine is? <laughs> like, I want to get up on it. Hold on. Yeah, get up on camera. Let me see it. We can't see anything. Everything's pixelated. Hold on. Let me yeah, see. it's pixelated like you're, you're broadcasting from dial up in 2002 like, but yeah give me a I'm second me, no, no no don't get too excited no, I mean, i'm gonna i'm gonna uh switch servers switch Every, back. switching servers it's gonna go black for a second but don't worry i don't think you can say that anymore greg <laughs> <laughs> good one Kevin. good one yeah. oh, hold on so here we go there it is look at it's oh, coming wow, in it's yeah, coming. Right. yeah that's what it's i'm talking in. about you're getting so yeah. you're, you're getting like that uh not a chin strap, but kind of a chin strap where it's like it's grown in like mutton chops. Mutton chops, yeah. Yeah. You take the center out, you got a little mutton chops. I know how I feel mutton about chaps. it. chaps. Well, you got to go all month for the big, beautiful kids. Don't forget. Yeah. I wrote down my notepad. December 7th, I believe, is when I can shave again. And so, like, I'm only, I'm only two weeks away from being, sure. able, being able to shave. And who knows? Like, maybe by then I'm like, oh, wait, no, this looks good. Yeah. I mean, that's and then the I don't shave, and that's the new me. You've gotten past the itchy phase, right? Yes. Like, it's not, it's not itching anymore. No more scratch, scratch. I don't know, Which man. Is nice. I think you should keep it. You know, see, see how long you it goes so? for. Like my hair. I, I the thing for me is like I I feel I feel confident in myself when I'm shaved when I'm clean shaven because I think I I look fine that way. Yeah. And when I'm in the process of growing of growing the facial hair, like I I just don't like it, I I feel like I look foreign to myself and it throws me off. Well, I, just as a, a like a outside observer, it's hardly noticeable. So. Like, I look at your okay, face, well, and I'm like, all good. right, yeah, like, he looks the same. And we'll I never like see you in real life, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's a very good that, point. That's the thing about it, where you, you we picked the best times for this. where Because I even for when I had the mustache, and I looked super, like, super not good. Like, somebody, you yeah, you see me walking in here with I your child, you, you the mustache. The street. I thought you liked the I mustache. I did, but I didn't, I didn't, I liked it, fine, I didn't love it. And I think we can all admit I looked a bit creepy with it. No, but you actually wore it well. Mask. I was wearing the mask. No, I was a little creepy. No. Thank you. Thank you, Blessing, for being I mean, it was like, it was like hands and creepy, though. Kevin, it's a, what kind of creepy? Like hand, like hands, like oh, handsome creepy, handsome okay. creepy. You know, like what's the what's, cancer creepy? I was like, wow, cancer <laughs> <laughs> um, creepy. What's the show Porn that's stash. based off of Psycho? You think Bates? Yeah, like you know how like Norman Bates, and th- uh, this is me knowing nothing about Norman Bates outside sure. of watching Psycho. Uh, like you know how he's like this like creepy dude, but like kind of attractive, and it's sure. like uh, oh sure. man, I can kind of get away be, with it. He can pull it off. Yeah, like he he get get away with it. I feel like that was kind of Greg with the with the, with the mustache. Where so, like, like Greg is approachable. Killer is what you're saying. He looked like a yeah, famous like famous serial. like good looking serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grabbler. We all know the grabbler. He could he can switch on a dime if he needs to. What I want to point out though, Kevin, is here's what you need to know. If everybody say. says something's creepy and you're in the center saying it's not creepy, maybe you are creepy, Kevin. Maybe you're creepy, Kevin. No, I'm not creepy. Here's the thing. Like I will tell you when something looks bad. Like I have no problem telling Nick or Tim his head is is unfortunately shaped. It's like mm-hmm. a peanut on its side, you know what I mean? Tim's head is is you greatly all, shaped. I love the shape of Tim's be, head. You've never seen it in real life. It's it's shocking. True. It's like he wore the headphones for too long while sure. his said head was still developing, you know? He looks like yeah, one of the – this, this is a reference neither of you guys will get, but he looks like one of the peanut head people from the Proud Family movie. I get it. Yeah, you're right. I don't get that reference. Kevin, you get the reference? I didn't know the Proud Family had a movie. What the fuck? Yeah, no, it, has, it had a movie. with like They're on an island. What? Yeah, and they're like peanut head people. It's very I, weird movie. I know the I know the image. Like, isn't there like a gif of them like all coming out? Like the pe- yeah, probably. All right, see, I know yeah. it. So fuck you, all right, man. The thing I wanted you to say, Kevin, was that you you uh, won a game of Fortnite last night, and you were very proud of it. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have to. Bra- I didn't feel like I had to brag about that. 
but I'm glad you you. I mean, you bragged up. about it twice before the show. I was so I really I'd, excited. I, I was really excited. You, you guys don't understand. I've been coasting on my friend's like skill for so long with this game, and for the mm-hmm. first time ever, I took some people down, and I felt wow. like I actually helped get us there. Very proud of you, Kevin. Thank you. I'm much. looking forward to playing with you again. Kevin, for, like for people watching, listening, right, who haven't played Fortnite with Kevin, which is probably most of you. Kevin is Kevin is the person in the group that I feel is needed, not on like a skill level like <laughs> basis, but on a like Kevin morale. brings the life, like a morale. Thank yeah, you. like Kevin brings that, the that's humor. That's always my goal. That's I, Kevin is the cartoon we, we character. We play later in the evenings, right? You know, the days, whatever. Because we've been working all day long. And I think when you have all of us paired up, there's that problem of we've talked all day on camera. So, like, there's that, like, I like to rest a bit. And I know I'm not as gregarious, let alone when it's late. Mm-hmm. Kevin is there to keep the conversation liquid. He's keeping yes. it fluid. Mm-hmm. He's keeping it going. He's the one tossing out the crazy podcast debates. Kevin, I think, you know, I, you know, I know Tim's got his own plans for what should happen in January with kind of funny uh, 2021. I'm saying the Kevin Fortnite podcast. That's just we play oh Fortnite and record it and Kevin hosts and just that whatever happens. That sounds great. Let's I mean, I'm going to half ass host. Can I have Joey on and her, have her intro me? Of course. All right. Awesome. 100%. Yeah. Enough about that. Let's talk about is Cyberpunk longer than we think Red Dead online going standalone and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you there's no kfgd tomorrow thursday or friday because we're taking the days off for the thanksgiving holiday and so look forward to us back on monday next week uh thank you to our patreon producers tom bach and blackjack today we're brought to you by what the golf is snow time but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the rope report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Don't step Starting on my grass, with- Greg. I was just trying to help you, Kevin. Don't I'm step in- on my grass, Greg. I apologize, Kevin. I'm rarely in the shotgun seat. I forgot whose job it was. I just started doing it with you because I'm enjoying you so much. Now, here's real quick. I'm going to proofread this tweet. Then this breaking news, proofreading this tweet. Then everyone watching live will have to go retweet it and like it, and everybody listening and watching later will. Okay, Twitter.com slash game over, Greggy. Breaking news: At kind of funny, Kevin won his first game of at Fortnite game, and he contributed to the victory. Can we get a round of applause? Then new line at Donald Mustard. Can we get a Kevin statue in the game? Hashtag Kevin Fortnite statue. All right, just to be clear, I've I've been in games where we have won. I just haven't done anything for him. How would you like this to be? Kevin won his first. I'm fine with that. As game long of Fortnite, as where he contributed, where he contributed to sure, the victory. Sure. I yeah. like, I don't care. I you can lie across. as much as you want. You know what I mean? Like I do whatever gets your message bigger and louder. Breaking news. Kind of funny. Uh, Kevin won his first game of at Fortnite, his first game of Fortnite, uh, where he contributed to the victory. Can we get a round of applause? Donald Mustard. Can we get a uh, Kevin statue? There you in go. The game? There Hashtag you go. Kevin. Fortnite yeah, I think that's very good. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You may also submit the photo of me at prom that I use as my default picture on Twitter. I use the Corey gif of you in the tank top where you open your shirt and like the Jesus light okay. comes out from yeah, behind Yeah, no, you. I like that. I okay. like that. Right, I got the that's not bad. Tweet right. is out, everybody. Twitter.com slash Game Over Greggy. Make Kevin's lifelong dream of being a statue in Fortnite come true. Story number one, Cyberpunk 2077 might be longer than we think. This is Dom Pepiot at VG247. I'll stop you right here and tell you, you lying son of a bitch blessing. Yesterday on this very show, you're trying to tell Tim, oh, it'll only be like 20 hours. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. 40 hours. And that's because I swear I read that somewhere. And I'm and I should have done I should have Googled before I even like put this thing in the uh in the in the uh show notes because like I swear that's written down somewhere where they're talking why about you, why how, you how, how short it is. Uh, a Cyberpunk 2077 developer has pumped more than 175 hours into the upcoming RPG on the highest difficulty and has yet 
to finish the game. CD Projekt Red's lead QA tester, Lucas Babil, revealed that he has spent over 175 hours playing Cyberpunk 2077 and has yet to see the credits roll on the massive title. When asked by a curious fan if that huge amount of playtime is necessary for all players hopping into or hoping to complete the game, Babil replied, quote, not really. That's just one of my ongoing slow-paced playthroughs on the hardest difficulty, where I play more stealthy than usual. Loot everything, use every feature the game has to offer, and take my time, end quote. No doubt that will be good news for players hoping to sink as much time in the futuristic dystopia of Night City as they did into CD Projekt Red's last game, The Witcher 3. Greg, did you find anything? I did. I'm on GFinityEsports.com where they have like a roundup from April 1st about Cyberpunk news. Here you go. How long is Cyberpunk 2077? Recently, CD Projekt Red held a community meeting in Warsaw, Poland where the developers discussed the length of the game. It turns out that CD Projekt Red has yet to measure every facet of the game's length, but have claimed that Cyberpunk 2077 won't take as long to complete as The Witcher 3, taking somewhere between 50 and 60 hours. Okay. So I think... What the truth is somewhere in between that's mainline just doing golden that you know running through, and as you already reported in this, right? Or the quote from uh Lucas here, right? Is that what is are you hearing that too? No, ah, oh, over here. I like that. It's I'm like getting part of an ad where I'm getting like the PlayStation, it doesn't matter. Uh, over here, he's talking about, yeah, this is a slow place, pay, slow paced playthrough, hardcore, more stealthy than usual, and doing everything, looting everything, right? Like, I don't think 175 hours will be the average, average. playtime for most people, uh, but I do think it's going to be longer than 50 to 60 as well, because I think 50 to 60, I would assume, is them mainlining, right? Just go through and just do what you have to do. Yeah, I... I think this is a very fascinating range, right? Like the 50 to 175 hours for a playthrough and 175 hours not even finishing the game. Because I think that I think it more so speaks to Cyberpunk being this game that you can play in whatever whatever way you want to play it. And I wonder if because 50, 50 to 60 hours is still a long time for a game, right? And like when we when we put it in context for The Witcher 3, yeah, that is that's shorter than it takes to to complete The Witcher 3. But like mainlining and even mainlining with say with say some side quests. 50 to 60 hours, I'd be good with that. Like, that sounds way up my alley for a game totally. that seems seems to be replayable and seems to encourage, like, taking these different life paths, uh, playing in different ways, having different approaches. I, I wonder how many play... Like, how, at the end of the day, when the game comes out, how many playthroughs we see from people that are on the 60-hour side as opposed to the 175-hour side? Because I would, I would imagine... I would venture to guess that, like, for people that are probably playing this game uh actiony and playing this game on the more let's say rpg side of things right like yeah. I, I imagine that's probably going to flesh out around like the 60 to 80 hour range whereas like if you are playing like lucas here where you're being stealthy and you are probably doing like a hundred percenting uh a hundred percent playthrough kind of thing then yeah i can see it i could i I could see it taking upwards of 200 hours and i could see that being a very satisfying experience for people who want to play that way i have a question for you What's up? Addy Yate Jr. And it comes from the chat. And I know usually we don't do this, but I'm on the co-host seat, so I can do whatever the fuck I want now. Uh, Silent Plus. Uh, no, Pulse out there says, uh, oh, no, that's actually another one. I meant to copy the right one and I jumped. I was going to PJ Julian, who I'm trying to get back to his actual phrasing, but his question was, uh, who it kind of funny is going to finish Cyberpunk 2077? Not Tim. Not Tim at all. No, we, we are definitely voting against him. We love Tim. As we talked about on PSI, love you, XOXO. We hope Tim gets addicted to this and falls in love with Cyberpunk, and this is the first Western RPG that he's ever played, number one, but clicked with and been with all the way through. He I will. don't see it happening, but I hope so. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. And, yeah, I agree, Kevin. Andy will finish it. Yeah. Nah. I. What are you going to do? I, yeah, come on. I'm, I plan to finish it. The blessing is yeah. 60 hours in. You're going to say you like it, and you're going to get back to it someday. You won't. Here's the thing. This is the first game I, I'm reviewing at kind of funny. That is probably that, that is this big that we're probably going to get codes for like pre-release. Like, the oh, only, you mean like you actually mean like the length of the game when you say this big? Yeah, yeah, like the like literal like the literal length of the game. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, gotcha. Because like in terms of games I've played this year, in terms of in, in terms of uh, like long games I played this year, right? Persona Five Royal took me 135 hours, and if I then that's on the end game save. In terms of uh, uh, my PS5. Like you know how they tell you all the all the playtime for all the games that you played, right? Uh, yeah. That 
on the native system tells me that I played Persona 5 Royal for like 160 something hours. And I think that's mainly like me having the game on the screen, probably not even paying attention to it or being on the PlayStation menu. Um, And so like between that, Ghost of Tsushima, which I put in uh, 80 hours, 80 or so hours into total. With Legends, yeah. With Legends, yeah. I think those are the two longest games I've played this year. Neither of those were like played totally in pre-release. Cyberpunk, I'm going to go in with the goal of finishing it before we review it, depending on when we get oh, the code. Yeah, right. right? If, we get the, if we get the code later, then no. But like, I mean, I, what are your plans for that? Do you plan to finish it before the game actually properly comes out? I mean, so let's be as frank as possible, right? We do not have codes for Cyberpunk right now. Uh, Cyberpunk comes out on December 10th, which is what? Uh, two weeks from Thursday. Mm-hmm. Two weeks from Thanksgiving. I would love in a perfect world to have beaten Cyberpunk and be super locked and ready to go for the review. The question becomes, how hot is this game coming in? I know that obviously we've all seen the rumors you talked about yesterday on the show, right? That Not the rumors. We've all seen, and you talked about on the show yesterday, that copies of the game are out in the wild. And of course, that's all well and good that somebody broke street data on the boxes. Keep in mind that how it works for us reviewing stuff, and I don't mean us kind of funny, I mean us as the press, uh, you still wait for a code from the developer slash publisher. And so in this case, even though people are out there with the game, that doesn't mean the day one patch is ready. That doesn't mean the game is in the state they want it to be reviewed in, which means they won't release the codes yet. They won't actually give you what you're up to, up to and going off for. So I think we're in a strange situation, especially right now, where, you know, if the stars lined up, blessing Eddie O.E. Jr., and at the end of today or even tomorrow, they were like, it's go time. Here are your codes. That would be such a great running start to actually having, in three weeks, having the chance to get there and beat this. Because mm-hmm. I think the problem with Cyberpunk, it, I, and I shouldn't say problem, but I guess the double-edged sword of Cyberpunk is that this, from everything I've seen of it, is and the timing of where it's dropping and my current hype levels are, it is 100% a game I don't want to rush. And... I don't want to review it with a week to go and feel like I need to beat the story to have the real opinion. I'd Mm -hmm. rather play it for three solid weeks and get to the review embargo and be like, listen, I didn't beat it, but I've put in X X hours, right? And I've done this, and I think that this game is good, bad, or the otherwise, right? Here are all the things I've seen. You'd have that kind of opinion from it. So uh, for me, it's less about beating the game and rolling credits on it and finishing the story for the review because that's a spoiler cast conversation and i don't think that's what this game is imo like i i don't get me wrong the story is going to be incredibly important that's for me the missing piece of all this where cyberpunk looks fantastic i've seen the two demos obviously i've watched all the night cities uh i can't wait to get my hands on it however i'm not it's what you were talking about with tim yesterday where oh man be careful of spoilers Right now, anybody could pop up with a spoiler and be like, well, Johnny Silverhand isn't dead and he's telekinetically controlling you and you guys go and kill Bill, Billy Bob at the top. Of, and I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. And do mm-hmm. I care that 125 hours into the game, that's how it's going to go? No, because I'm making the decisions and I'm more excited to see what it means to be Corpo versus what it means to be one of the Badlands people and move on that way. That is like I've said it from the beginning of seeing cyberpunk uh, behind closed doors. This strikes me, and I know this sounds weird, but stick with me. This strikes me as the first RPG that I might actually role play in, where I've always oh, yeah. I always play games right, and I make Taylor Swift or I make Super Kara or I make Clark, and I'm like I'm gonna be a good person. I'm gonna make all the good choices. Yada yada yada. For cyberpunk to be in such a weird middling gray area, to have it not be this is the right choice and that's the wrong choice, I really do feel that. I'm going to play it for whatever the main thing is, and that's the goal, but I'm going to get caught up in side missions, hopefully, if the story's great and the voice acting is good and the world's explorable and I want to go do all that, right? That's what I want to go do, and I want to get lost in that, and that's what's important for the review. So I don't think, uh, even if we got it, I, I don't know. Like, you're hearing two different things. It's 50 to 60 hours or it's 175 hours, right? Like, it, I, either way, I want to know what that looks like and feels like. And if the main story is pulling me through and making me beat all that stuff, then yeah, hopefully in three weeks I would have it beaten for review. But in reality... I probably wouldn't because I, th- I think I would take my time and mull it about and see what's going on, let alone the fact that I don't feel the power. And please correct me if I'm wrong. Everybody feel free to tweet at me or say in the YouTube comments or not chat because I'm hosting a show right now. But like, I don't feel the 
place of kind of funny necessarily it can be but not necessarily is we've beaten the game and we've done everything and here's our final decisive review we're done with it right mm-hmm. like i feel like we talk we'd love for that to happen it happens a lot of times and you know so on and so forth but i feel like our reviews i love the review so far, the review parentheses so far where it is all right i put 30 hours in kevin's put in 19 barrett's put in 60 like assassin's creed valhalla is a great example of that and then the conversations organically continue to happen in the myriad of shows we do but it eventually goes out that way i see cyberpunk being like that and let alone the fact that even though it sucks cyberpunk got pushed back this far it's coming out at a great time for us where it's going to be cool if we could get it right now and have thanksgiving weekend to play it with days off oh, yeah. awesome and then to have it go into christmas and go into christmas holiday break or whatever where the industry slows down to begin with like Trust me, long after the review of Cyberpunk in the month of December, you were going to hear us talking about Cyberpunk <laughs> into January, I'm sure. Yeah, and I, and my what's going what's going to be the deciding factor for me finishing the game or not finishing the game is really going to be how much I enjoy it. Like I am, yeah. I'm going into this game with the idea that it is going to be like a Fallout for me, or like a even an Outer Worlds, uh, where I start it and I'm immediately uh uh like i'm immediately addicted to it like i'm immediately in love with it and i want to keep going like i i want it to be one of those games i know you like you mentioned you want to be playing you want to play this game for over the course of weeks or over the course of a longer amount of time i'm looking at it as something i want to i want to like just dive into and get lost in and 100 like you know really really demolish as a game like that's what i kind of hope cyberpunk is for me because these types of games only come come out uh few and far between when i yeah. think of games where i'm like Oh, I really just want to like forget everything else and play this game and only this game for two weeks. Cyberpunk's why I think it's such a hundred percent busting. You're nailing it, and I think that's why again it it hits at such a great time. Where yeah, obviously there's still things stragglers that you I want to put more time into Demon Souls. You know, I want a Platinum Sackboy. I want to yeah, Immortals uh, Phoenix Phoenix Rising. Immortals Phoenix Rising. I want to play that and see if it holds up to what I had played earlier. All that said, Cyberpunk can then get that place to breathe in December where it's like, cool, I'm really not under the gun to review a bunch of different things. I can just get lost in this and, you know, do that thing where you're playing and then some side mission grabs you and you go down that chain and you're way off. So I'm going to flip the question back to you. Who do you think beats this game? I kind of funny. Let's say by February. I think... See, the, here's the, the question of it, is that for as much as we know about Cyberpunk, I don't know how it feels. I don't know if everything I've seen clicks together and feels like a rewarding experience, right? You've gotten to play it. You played it for, what, four hours or something? Yeah, uh, three to four hours. And we've seen the back, the behind closed door stuff and you know the E3 stuff, and we've seen the Night City Wires. It seems like a game that I'm going to really enjoy. And it seems like a game I'm going to want to see through to completion. And, you know, I was looking while we were talking. I did a quick Google because I have not been paying attention because I want to stay spoiler free and I will stay spoiler free here as well. But I ended up on PowerPix.com where they had the Cyberpunk trophy list, right? And the synopsis of it after they put it all out is uh, the Cyberpunk 2077 trophy list seems mostly completion based. Looks like we have to pretty much get 100% completion. We will have to do all the gigs and the hustles in each district. Those are basically the side quests and the side activities in Cyberpunk 77. We have to find these collectibles, buy all the vehicles find all the it it seems like something you could actually my concern with when they're like oh it's a shorter experience we want to encourage replayability is that it's going to be cool beat it as corpo beat it as badlands beat you know what i mean it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem like they did that so with that said by february i think i would beat it unless i get in there and again it's similar to kind of how i am with valhalla right now i love valhalla valhalla is a really fun game really great i've put what 35 40 hours into it but I was like, mm, I, the story of Eivor has not, not hooked me. I'm not attached to Eivor like I was Cassandra. So it was just go to the new area, do the raid, kill all these dudes, expand my skill tree. All shit I love, don't get me wrong, and I will continue to play it. But it became less about beating it and rolling credits because I'm just fucking around and having a great time. And then it was like, oh, but Spider-Man, I want to go do Spider-Man Remastered. I do love the story. I want to see that all through, and I want to roll credits on that. Cyberpunk is this question right now for me of, is it going to be a game that, I want to roll credits on or is it going to be a game that yeah i put 50 hours into it i did all this Mm -hmm. cool shit and it was great but it was it started to be the same thing over and over again and i bailed at some point kind of like with with, with, what it was with witcher 3 which is another game that i thought was great but i put 25 30 hours into that and never got out of act one and granted that was because there was so much to do but that's how i'm gonna i feel like i'm gonna play cyberpunk 2 there's gonna be a question mark over there i'll go do it but maybe i just pepper in the thing so anyways long story short 
I think I'll beat it. I do think I will beat the story of Cyberpunk. Um, I think you said I think you put him on your list. Andy will. Andy will yeah. stream it, and Andy will, it'll be over a long time, I'm sure. But he's into that world and that style too. I think you will too. Like I think, yeah. I mean, like, like unless the, unless I am not as in, I'm not going to be as in love with it as other RPGs uh, that I like that are of a similar scale. Like yeah. I think that'll be the only thing that'll keep me from beating it. Or I could see it being because uh, you mentioning right, like how. Uh, like you mentioned Witcher and other games, I could see also a case of. Did you finish The Witcher? No, I did the exact same thing as you, where I got probably thirty hours in, and then I got to a quest where they were like, "Hey, look for dandelion or somebody," and I was like, "All right, I think I'm good now. <laughs> I think I'm done." Um, but like, I there are so there have been quite a few people who I've talked to who played Breath of the Wild, who yeah. absolutely adored Breath of the Wild, but never rolled credits on Breath of the Wild because uh, for that game, obviously, you had to go beat Ganon in Ganon's castle or whatever in order to actually roll credits. And there are so many people who I talked to who are like, well, I wanted to get all the shrines first, or I wanted to do everything in the world first before I rolled credits in the game. I yeah. can see Cyberpunk having a similar thing where people are like, no, this world is so deep and there's so much to do that I don't want to finish the story until I do everything. And I could see that being like the thing that keeps sure. so many in like that. It, it's like that. And that's where beating the game becomes like a weird conversation because, you know, you can have a full experience with the game without actually rolling credits. You know, like there are people who put in hundreds of hours to a game without rolling credits, right? And 100%. You say that those people didn't experience the game. And I can see Cyberpunk being uh, having a similar thing with quite a few people. If it is that kind of experience where, oh man, there's so much to do. And okay, I guess I could keep going down this main mission path. And I guess I could do this final mission, right? That like alerts me that it's the final mission before I hop back to the open world. But why would I do that when I have 15 different side quest chains and i have this other collectible thing that i'm doing and i have this weird uh uh story path that i'm following like i could see it being that thing for me too where i get into it and by february i'm still playing it like a little bit at a time because there's so much to do um the more i talk about this game the more i'm the more i'm hyped about it like dude I, i'm the same I, way I'm where ready. We, you would ask me a couple weeks ago about like hype levels for it and i think we were so up in next gen and so all these things and these immediate things and reviews and everything else that it was like yeah i'm looking forward to it but like i'm not like out of my mind about it i i'm not out of my mind yet but i am refreshing my inbox all the time mm-hmm. because any worry about these codes like i really do want to get in i really do want to play i really do want to see what this world's all about yeah, and I, I see uh, psychedelic in chat is, uh, is saying Bless has had three hours with it and is still unsure. That's a bit of a problem. I, that and I the the unsurety is more so. This is a deep game. Like this game, yeah. three hours of cyberpunk is not a, a long enough time for me to be like, oh, I'm going to be in love with this game, or oh, I am completely sold that this yeah, game is going to be a ten out of ten sure. in my heart. Uh, I mean, cyberpunk I, is I, way too deep in the game. I, I think uh, you know to so many games with deep systems and stuff going on three hours is not nearly enough i doubt yeah. in three hours of cyberpunk you're gonna have I, I think about like you know breath of the wild like you're talking about it where early on right you had all your abilities you had all your things you're ready to go like the game as soon as you hopped off the tower right to go really yeah. start your adventure in hyrule you were fully equipped but like that's rare right i think even in assassin's creed right now i'm still getting things that are brand new that pop up and tell me about it how all the systems work together what you're doing i mean we're not talking about the moment to moment what does it feel like to hold a gun it's more about what do your augments do and where does this go in the skill tree and then where you get over there and like what are these mini activities you're doing how that all claps together exactly uh we're gonna keep talking about cyberpunk as that game slowly approaches but i think december will be all cyberpunk on this channel (laughs) yeah exactly and so let's get into some other topics like story number two red dead online going standalone this is directly from the rockstar blog i'm going to read from red dead online the vibrant ever-evolving world where you can take on a range of, of unique roles in pursuits to blaze your own outlaw trail across the american frontier will be available to purchase as a standalone game from the playstation store microsoft store rockstar games launcher epic Games store and steam on december 1st for the first time new players who do not already own red dead redemption 2 can experience everything red dead online has to offer including access to all future content updates Forge your own path across any of the five unique specialist roles. Help the widow, Jessica LeClerc, and her right-hand man, Horley, gain revenge upon the men who killed her husband in a land of opportunities, a series of story-based cooperative missions for two to four players. Compete in showdown modes and much more. Red Dead Online will be available from the PlayStation Store, Microsoft Store, Rockstar Games Launcher, Epic Games Store, and Steam at an introductory offer of $4.99 US dollars which is 75% off the regular price until February 15th, 2021. Please note that PlayStation Plus and or Xbox Live Gold are required to play. The PS4 and Xbox One versions of Red Dead Online will be, will be playable via backward compatibility on PS5 or Xbox Series hardware. 
The new standalone version of Red Dead Online will require up to 123 gigabytes of disk space and will also include the option to unlock Red Dead Redemption 2 story mode, which will be purchased separately. Greg, it's happened. They're splitting it off. What's your reaction to this? Cool. Right, expected, mm. I think, in a lot of ways. Like, you know, it's interesting they're announcing this. Uh, obviously, we're still waiting for GT Online, which is coming as a standalone for next gen uh, on all these different, uh, well, PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Uh, but yeah, good. I mean, you know, there's been, it's been interesting with Red Dead, where GT Online is such a fucking phenomenon. And Red Dead has an audience, but not anywhere near what GT Online had. And I think when we saw the release of Red Dead Redemption 2, there was that conversation of, oh man, will this shift all those players? Will they, you know, how is this going to go? Is it going to be another GTA Online? And it hasn't been, which isn't to say, I mean, like, how do you follow up one of the most successful things of all time, yeah. right? But like, it's cool to see this being broken out. It's cool to see people getting in. I like the giant discount to get people through the front door to get in there and play it. Cause again, my experience with G uh, Red Dead Online was, you know, buggy and not great, but I did it at launch and kind of stepped away from it. And I've never been back just cause I've been onto a million other things. I wish they would take a note from Fortnite and go totally free to play with Red Dead sure. Online. I feel like that would be the th and I know it's for Rockstar. They're probably like, no, <laughs> like look how much money we've made with GTA Online. Like by selling the copies, by selling copies of the game and selling, uh, uh, I forget what they're called. The um, it's like Red Bull. What what's like the 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 money packs in GTA Online? The Shark Card. Shark Card. I don't know where Red Bull came from. I guess that's a different. It gives you wings. That's why. It does give you wings, but yeah. yeah, selling shark cards bundled in with GTA Online and like all, 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 all of the different uh, monetization strategies they they have with that game, right? Like go a long way into making that game one of the best selling games of all time at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I understand why Rockstar would be hesitant, but for Red Dead Online, which doesn't seem like it's like it has the same pull or going to have the it same has pull to set GTA the world Online. on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I feel like going free to play and going the Fortnite route and. Maybe that does mean more monetiz or um, more microtransactions, you know, uh, within the game. Who knows? Uh, I think that would go a long way into getting people in because people are already like the whole the whole world, the whole gaming world is already very familiar with GTA Online. Like GTA Online has a huge base. We talk about it all the time. And if those if those folks see Red Dead Online as something that is easily accessible, granted that five dollars is very cheap you know for, for the first couple of months of it being a standalone thing yeah the the less the, or the more you break down those barriers into entry the more you give people the opportunity to feed in from gta online into red dead uh and build in new players for that game i think the more you see that game start to blow up in the way that you want it to yeah and i think that's would be the easiest way is to convert those people and i think it'll be interesting to see who gets on the train first? Will it be a will Red Dead Online as a standalone be a PlayStation Plus thing? Will it be a Xbox Game Pass thing? Like, where's the deal you can do there to get people through the front door and get them into it and see if they can you can get them addicted to the or not addicted, but then uh, you know, not addicted yeah. in the bad invested. way, decent in the more nominal way, invested. So they're then spending money on on microtransactions and going through and getting their friends to play with them. I I've been thinking about GTA Online for next gen quite a bit lately. Sure, yeah. I am excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> like i am i especially if they cut down on the low times uh with the ssd and all that like if yeah. they're able to get rid of those barriers which for me have been the pain point that have kept me out of gt online for the last couple of years like that's stuff i was able to put up with towards the beginning of the ps4 generation and the the uh, when i had the game on ps3 because you know that's the world we lived in that's what i knew that's all uh, you knew now you can't go back now i can't go back like i've tried to go back a million times to GTA Online because I love it so much, but the low times have just gotten so uh, so noticeable and like so unbearable. And like it coming to it, it coming to next gen genuinely has me excited. And I'm now I'm now like even looking uh, forward more so to GTA Six. Like I, I've started to hunger for that game in a way that I wasn't hungering for it before. Um, and I can't wait to see what it is. And this makes me think that GTA Six might even have online as a standalone thing off the bat. I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and they're like, oh yeah, in GTA 6, we're putting out GTA 6 single player in let's say 2022, 2023, and then the following year they follow up with GTA Online 2, or they call it GTA 6 Online, and have it be its own thing. That wouldn't surprise me uh, in the least given what they've done with both, both now with GTA Online for GTA 5 and Red Dead Online.
we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I have like, you know, everybody has not everybody, but a lot of us people who are single player gamers are like, oh man, can't wait for GTA six. Are we get when is when are we getting a GTA six? Are we getting a GTA six? I've heard the rumors of GTA six, but like what's the impetus behind that other than I guess getting people back to GTA online? But again, do you change GTA online? Do you make that GTA oh, I think online too, or do you just keep it as a, the platform and reboot I think, everything there? I mean, now that the platform just feels so archaic at this point that I feel like you got to revamp it and reboot it to make it uh, 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 align with like the times we're in, right? Like you got to take advantage of the new hardware. You got to take advantage sure. of of technology now because GTA Online was built off of the PS3 and Xbox 360, and like if when you play it, you you can feel that. Uh, and they've done they've done things to 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 modernize it a bit on PS4 and Xbox three uh, Xbox One right like there are more players in lobbies that it looks nicer first person mode all this different stuff but at this point in 2020 going back to GTA Online I really feel the archaic nature of that game so I think I think you rebuild it but I think the question does become yeah what is GTA Six like do they even bother with single player which I wouldn't be surprised if they're like no and that would bum me out but that would so wouldn't bum surprise me out me. yeah. But again, we'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. Story number three. Microsoft hints at turning Xbox into an app for your TV. This is from Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft is in the early phases of rolling out its xCloud streaming service on mobile devices, but TVs are the next logical step. In an interview with The Verge, Xbox chief Phil Spencer has revealed we'll likely see an Xbox app appear on smart TVs over the next year. Quote, I think you're going to see I think you're going to see that in the next 12 months said Spencer when asked about turning the, the Xbox what when he, when asked about turning the Xbox into a TV app quote I don't think anything is going to stop us from doing that end quote Spencer previously hinted at TV streaming sticks for Microsoft's Xbox service last month and this latest hint suggests we might see similar hardware or an Xbox app for TVs during 2021 Microsoft is currently working on bringing xCloud to the web to enable it on iOS devices, and this work would naturally allow xCloud to expand to TVs, browsers, and elsewhere. Microsoft was previously working on a lightweight Xbox streaming device back in 2016, but it canceled the hardware. Microsoft has been testing the idea of streaming in TV sticks ever since the company originally demonstrated Halo 4 streaming from from the cloud to Windows and Windows phones all the way back in 2013. Greg, an Xbox app on TVs, is it the right move? Yes, it's inevitable. Let's get going. Let's get testing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, let's start, have the learning process begin, have this start rolling out and see where the problems are. But yeah, this is Xbox's plan, right? This is what we've talked about for the entirety of the run-up to this next-gen uh, war. Again, also, this Verge uh, interview slash podcast, right, uh, is yeah. a really great read slash list. I only read it, and I know, but I know there's an audio version I think you can get. And one of the things, you know, uh, uh, Phil talks about in there is, like, the stupid fucking console wars and how if anything's going to drive them out of the industry, it would be that tribalistic nature of people fighting and bickering about it. And he makes mm-hmm. some great points. But in this uh, specific uh, quote and example here, right, yes, like, this is what we've talked about where, you know, PlayStation and Xbox are playing two different games going forward and who nets out and who wins. And maybe they both can. It's going to be very interesting to see, but yes, getting the Xbox app onto the TVs makes so much sense. Cause that's what they want to do. This app needs to be everywhere. It's what they've talked about. And now as TVs continue to get smarter. Yeah. It makes sense to put them out there and go, of course, you know, we run into the same problem we've had always when we talk about streaming technology of where, you know, for the United States broadband access is and what that looks like. That's always been what we've talked about, right? Because yeah, here in San Francisco, it's great. My PlayStation five is pulling down, you know, downloading it, whatever, 700 per or whatever megabit, right? When it's 700 megabits. You're nailing whatever. it, my dude. That's it. You got it. It's just, it's just it. yanking it out of the cloud. Just doing it there. It's milking it. It's going, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but like oh across the country, you know what I mean? Like they're lucky to get 30 or something. And so you have this different thing. And that's where we've come. This is the thing we've run head along into in the argument with uh, Jim Ryan. Be like, there's no storage problems. And everybody who has to leave their console to, uh, to download something overnight is like, yes, there is. There's a huge problem with this. Like, yeah. Where we're going with it is going to be interesting, but we're inevitably going that way. And I think you have to keep planning for that future. And Xbox uh, Game Pass on the TV is the future. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I think this is a fantastic idea, and like it's like you said, inevitable. Uh, especially when you talk about the the tug of war of the price of playing video games, how expensive it, yeah. how expensive video games are, right? Like I think the increase to seventy dollars has made. <laughs> I just I mean, didn't. 
<laughs> that went down in real time. You see the 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 drops, the drops that just went down. Greg, sure. If you're an audio, listener. it was one of those things where I thought, uh, no, did I, I get away it. with I it? Did that I get away? Because like I had else. the mic blocking, and then you laughed, and I was like, "Fuck, I did not get away." <laughs> if it was like a small drop, you know that you it wouldn't no have distracted chill. me. You notice that he's got it's no the chill fact that it's like it it was half that bottle that just spilled down his shirt that 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 got me um but yeah like when we talk about the the price of video games going up right like i think the 70 dollar price increase has led to something like xbox game pass being more valuable and then yes like seeing games game streaming and xcloud uh become more and more of a thing and continue to push and the idea of having the 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 streaming stick and the idea of having the app on the uh present on smart tvs i think only uh, lowers the barrier for entry in terms of gaming and people being able to play video games. And I think exactly. that's awesome. I think you and I have both talked about it uh, on separate shows, right? But for me, it was like, okay, telling my friend who's buying her little brother a PlayStation 5, just get him PlayStation Plus. He missed this entire generation. He'll get to play all these great PlayStation 4 games and the value of that. And then you, I think, I forget, you're talking to, about your nephew of sending yeah. him your Xbox. And if you just got Game Pass, it would take care of your sister and I have to worry about buying him a game for a year, right? Like, that is the power we have right now in terms of the console area and hardcore, hardcore unquote gamers, right? But to expand it out to a TV and have it be, hey, talking to your just regular friend who comes over and sees a game and plays it and like this is great oh well if you when you go home you can just download the app for free and then they have a probably a one month trial or whatever introductory offer and you can get all these games and then it's the same thing as always right they start getting invested which is what xbox's approach is where all right cool well i've bought a controller forever so i'll buy a controller all right cool i got an xbox controller i'm playing on the tv i'm having a great time i'm playing all these different games and either I like one of them so much. I want to see it in a uh, better resolution or I'm, I'm back into gaming and I've been following. And what's this new game that isn't on Xbox game pass, but everybody's talking about, Oh, well I already use game pass so much. Why not upgrade to a box and get an Xbox series S or yeah. so close to an Xbox series X already. Why not? Like that's what they're talking about in terms of getting people into the ecosystem and having them play anywhere and be everywhere. Yeah. No, it it reminds me of Samsung uh, TV Plus, which is a thing that I use quite a bit, and I'm very curious to see what the numbers are for Samsung uh, TV Plus because it's like a, it's basically for my Samsung Smart TV, uh, a built-in uh, like TV subscription that's free if you have Samsung TVs, uh, and like through it I watch like. There, there's what nick pluto which is like old nickelodeon shows and i watched i carly and like random old nickelodeon uh keenan and kel random old nickelodeon shows all the time on it yeah. and like you know i can i think of the use case i would have let's say when i was back in high school or college where oh yeah if i owned a samsung smart tv and it has an xbox app and my friends are coming over and knowing me and my friends we'd be like oh yeah let's play fifa and it's like all right who owns fifa nobody but i do have xbox and it's only ten dollars to get xbox game pass and that has ea which has fifa 19 like the 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 um path that goes down in terms of opening things like that up to people i think is incredible and like 100%. i'm happy it's happening because more more people are getting more options speaking of xbox though story number four something seems up with xbox quick resume this is from re notice dun, dun, dun. at kotaku for several days after the launch of the new xbox series x and s Assassin's Creed Valhalla supported the console's best new feature, Quick Resume. Today, that no longer appears to be the case. Another sign that something is Ari with what was supposed to be a key next-gen Xbox perk. In our early testing of Quick Resume prior to the launch of the new Xboxes, we found that a lot of games supported the feature. Then, Microsoft notified us that the discovery of a bug tied to the feature required a system update that would then require games to be updated individually to support the service again sometime after launch. When the Series S and X debuted on November 10th, we noted that Assassin's Creed Valhalla was among the games that supported the feature without issue, and how cool it was. Bouncing between various smaller indie games is one thing, leaping to a massive Ubisoft map game, skipping those lead-in load, load screens, and picking up your axe exactly where you left it was a huge indicator. Yes, wow, the Xbox Series X and X really are really next-gen machines. Over the next weekend, or over the weekend, however, some of us on staff noticed that Valhalla started booting up from scratch every time. No warning, no quick resume badge on the splash screen, it just stopped resuming quickly. Kotaku has reached out to Ubisoft for comment. 
We're not alone. A search for Quick Resume Valhalla or other permutations on social media turns up complaints dating as far back as November 15th about, about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, seemingly and inexplicably falling off the Quick Resume roster. Many of these people say Valhalla used to work with Quick Resume and then just stopped. One user waited the possibility of filing a bug report. The issue is that some games work and some don't, and there's no... Uh, and there's precious little clarification in either direction. In its current state, the Xbox Guide won't show you a list of games your console is currently suspending at any given moment. Greg, you've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I guess you played Assassin's Creed Valhalla on Xbox Series X, but you're probably playing on a PS5 now. Correct, yeah. And so I was using it back when it worked and uh, Quick Resume was going on it and stuff like that. And so, yeah, to see it fall off like that, it's like, oh, that sucks. But it's good to know Microsoft's working on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think they've been forthcoming that, hey, there's problems we're trying to figure it out like this goes into the pile of everything else that's been happening i think around next gen right now right where people have been finding all sorts of things that don't work the way they're supposed to <laughs> and that are fucking things up and that's always the uh, expectation i think with a console launch and hardware launch that you're going to run into problems and so i would take all of the this and the crashing of spider-man and having to rebuild your database i'd take all of that over fucking three red lights any of the day day of the week I'm reading chat right now. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. They are losing their minds that you you miss. I mispronounced awry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I re- I looked at that word and I was like, "That's an interesting one." And I kept going. And I was like, "Fuck, that was awry, wasn't it?" Yeah, it, it happens all the time. Don't yeah. worry. You know what I mean? I've watched these streams from these kind of funny best friends before, and they fuck up shit all the time, and they don't get called on it like we do. But yeah, uh, it's unfortunate, and I I mean I think this is an this is another one of those ones where it's like a hey like it's launch season like these consoles are gonna go through it there are gonna be issues there are gonna be problems and like for both PS5 and Xbox Series X there have been a number of issues that have uh, popped up on the internet that will probably not be a discussion point six months from now a year no, from now two years from now and like this is this is one of those ones where it's like dang. It's you know, for me, it was. I think you know, I put this into the games daily slack of like things that get tossed out there that I think it's interesting to watch it being removed and what's going on, but I don't think it's like nefarious. Where you know, Kotaku has reached out to Ubisoft for a comment, I'm sure it's like, yeah, it fucking breaks something, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. does something where it doesn't cash right and then this crashes, so we're working on it and that's what's going on. I think it's interesting to note for people who are going to eventually run into this and be like, wait, I thought it was, wasn't quick resume happening here or not? That no, they're still swapping it and swapping it out, trying to figure it all out, but. It's just a heads up, I think, more that it's happening. And that, yeah, these things are to be expected with the launch of any hardware. Story number five, Fortnite is getting a monthly $12 subscription for exclusive in-game items. This is Andrew Webster at The Verge. A new season of Fortnite is almost here, and, along- and alongside it, developer Epic is introducing a monthly subscription service called Fortnite Crew. For $11.99 each month, Fortnite players will get 1,000 V-Bucks, Fortnite's in-game currency, an exclusive character skin and gear, and access to the current season's Battle Pass. In essence, the new offering serves as a higher tier for, for those looking to spend some cash on Fortnite. Previously, this function was served by the Battle Pass, which cost 950 V-Bucks, uh, which is around $10, but lasts for several months. Fortnite Crew is much more expensive, but also offers more, including the enticement of exclusivity. Epic, sa- Epic says the cosmetics available as part of the subscription service will, quote, will, quote, never be sold or given away to non-crew members, end quote. Greg, your Fortnite fan number one. How that's you, what they what, call me. The that's what they call me. Remember, everybody, when Galactus comes next week, yeah, next week on Tuesday, uh, mm-hmm. December 1st, we'll be here, 1230 Pacific time, YouTube.com slash, or no, uh, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Uh, Kevin, I actually sent you the trailer for it uh, on Slack if you want to toss it up while we talk about it. Uh, my reaction immediately is like, cool. I don't think it's for me, but cool. But it could be, I don't know. Like, cause it's interesting, right? Because it's it gives you the battle pass right it gives you the yeah exactly an access to the current season's battle pass what i'm not fortnite fan number one enough about is telling you it says plus the battle pass is that giving me just the it must be just giving me the one that you pay for and not get the the boost for right because you get a boost if you pay for the one you get the 25 levels for free if you pay for that one so this must be just the normal i wonder i wonder if it gives you 950 plus a thousand and like that 950 is supposed to be used for the the normal the one boost yeah huh. Huh. <laughs> this is a tricky one my thought about it like you know it's looking right through if it covers the 25 battle pass right or if it nets out to be the same as what you pay for the battle pass which i'm not sure about that's where i start getting into the weeds here about battle passes uh hold on fortnite battle pass 
if it's if it nets out that it's getting me the same thing as a battle pass all right sure here you go if it's that it's getting me less than the battle pass then no probably not because like for me i personally i the skins i buy are the ip branded stuff right like i bought mm. venom i bought the uh, captain america i bought the i yeah i bought the 25 levels to get really deep as i could into the marvel season here that's where it's more about for me than it's about going through and having exclusive stuff granted i mean i'm definitely saying there is an audience for this i'm not trying to take away from that uh i just don't think it's the biggest deal for me interesting do you care at all not i mean i don't play fortnite to care enough like i don't even buy the the battle pass like the only the the only way i'll get a battle pass is, is if we somehow get a code for it uh yeah. which like every now and then you'll come through and be like yo bless here's a code for the battle pass can play uh fortnite and that's that's when i'm like okay cool let's go but i'm okay. not really i'm not the audience for this i could see yeah. I see some people getting upset about this because of the exclusive skins, and I kind of get that, right? Especially if you're a, if you're a person that is buying the battle pass, which is one price you're paying uh, every season, right? It's like a seasonal thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I can see if you're a person that's paying for that, and then see that you see this monthly thing, and you're like, oh, I don't want to pay for that, but there's exclusive skins with it. I can see the I can see the case for oh, getting totally. upset with that uh, because that so feels he- like they're trying to get money out of you twice. Here's the thing. All right follow me on this Mm -hmm. right now you can get the battle pass for only 950 v bucks so that would be just getting the battle pass that's not getting the boost i'm talking about right so right over so that's 950 is what about 10 bucks yeah it's a it's 10 bucks right there yeah 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 Yeah, previously this function was served by the battle pass which cost 950 v but lasts for several months hmm easy is it in Fortnite? because i know you earn v bucks through the battle pass how easy does how easy is it to earn back enough to buy back another battle pass like is that a thing people regularly do well i mean you're playing right now right how how far off from 950 do you think you've earned if you complete the entire battle pass you get it yeah yeah if you're not spending on on like different skins and stuff then i i think it's fairly easy and you're playing regularly okay then it's because like right now the long and short of it so it's 12 bucks to get this subscription. It's 10 bucks to get the just battle pass. If you were going to buy the battle pass regardless every season, then doesn't it make perfect sense to do this? Because basically you're doing that. And then for, t- but for an extra $2, you're getting exclusive skin gear and uh, 1000 V bucks. Well, Wait, is it not? On, it depends it not on how like, long the season lasts though, right? Because if the season lasts three months, now it's $30. I don't know how long seasons usually last. Oh, you're right. This is monthly. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah, okay, that's I'm what I was stupid. Say. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. I, I got so lost in trying to decide the price yeah. of battle passes that coming back to the story, I, I buried that fact. You're great point. Great point. Yeah. So at which point, no, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather just buy the battle pass and go after that stuff. They at better what start point? With a fucking hot ass skin if they want people to get any. I was going to say, what if they if they put in there? I'm trying to think of a skin that like hasn't been in there before that Superman would blow people upon. away. Yeah, if they put in a Superman skin for the uh, for the Fortnite crew crew thing, right? Which is the twelve ninety nine a month thing, sure, um, or twelve dollars a month thing. Would that would that be the thing that will make you cross over? Or would you be, would you have any complaints with that? No, not at all. But that's the thing is, if it's a one time thing, like is, is this like WWE Network? Is it a you know, subscribe once and you can cancel anytime? I'm not locked in for three months in a row, right? Our little article doesn't say anything. Oh about no, that. yeah, no. I think it's a it's, it's a monthly thing, right? So you can probably subscribe for a month and then cancel at the end. So of the it month. makes sense then. I think that if for at the start of a season you do it right, you get your uh, you get your battle pass for the season and bounce. Fair, right? Yeah, do no, it that for makes one sense. month. Then for you get the two dollar extra there. Hmm. Oh, cool. Story what number six. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity on Switch is breaking sales records. This is Stephanie Nunnally at VG247. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity has sold really well. Released last week on Friday, November 20th, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity has already sold 3 million copies. Koei Tecmo called it a record for the series. It is now the best-selling game in the Warriors franchise, which includes the likes of Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors. A spinoff of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, the... The game focuses on the catastrophe depicted in the past. the The focus is on a is on a battle that took place a hundred years before the events of Breath of the Wild. Congratulations! Does this surprise you, Greg? That this is the highest selling or the fastest selling Musou game? No, of course not. What a franchise attached to it, right? And yeah. What a backstory to give to it. I think that even me, who Greg Miller, who doesn't like Musou's, uh, like I, you know, have downloaded Age of Calamity. 
Like, I'm like, oh, I like Breath of the Wild, and everybody seems to think that it's a, a cool interpretation of that, and it's a you know reason to jump back into Hyrule. Like, I have no current plans right now to go run off and play it, but when I get, you know, hold up with my Switch next time, I want to do that. Yeah, I've only I've only booted up one so far, and for the about an hour or so that I put into it, like, it seems really cool. Uh, it is a little bit of an eyesore, switching from playing a 60 fps game on my ps5 and then coming <laughs> high rewards and there's so much happening on screen and you see it chugging a little bit uh you know there is that but for what it is it seems really cool and it seems very faithful to breath of the wild and i would never not be impressed like i know it's not a new thing this isn't like a surprising thing but it always impresses me the uh attachment rate that nintendo switch games have when they're attached to a nintendo franchise oh my god like, yeah three million for a muso game is impressive and then you look at other, uh, like, the best-selling Switch games, right? And how it's, like, 20 million, 25 million for a console that has what, like, I, last we heard, around 60 million units out there. That's wild. Uh, and so, go get them, Nintendo. And games. <laughs> go get them, Nintendo. Go get them. Uh, before we get into our last news story, I want to tell you about our sponsor of course you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by what the golf it's snow time which is available on i believe apple arcade uh what the golf it's snow time uh is developed by triband uh what the golf thinks that hitting things and seeing them fly is by far the most fun part of the timeless sport of golf but why golf with just golf balls? Why not golf a snowman, a carrot, a sleigh, and of course, snowballs? Uh, the only thing that you can count on in this winter-themed Apple Arcade game is constant laughs alongside the goal of golfing just about any object imaginable, including hot dogs. Featuring 30 new levels, snow scientists, and a limited edition winter trophy, What the Golf It's Snow Time delivers winter-themed comedic gameplay for mobile gamers of all ages. Uh, of course, it won Best Mobile Game at the Game Developers Choice Awards in 2020, and also won Best Mobile Game at IGN's Game Awards 2019. Again, it's available now exclusively on Apple Arcade. Uh, both me and Greg really like What the Golf. I, I played it earlier this year for the first time, and I was blown away by the amount of different video game references are in the game. Like They go ham <laughs> in terms of <laughs> uh, referencing other things and, and, and turning golf uh, on its head and like creating cool, unique mechanics based, all based on hitting a thing with another thing. It's very impressive. It's very cool. And so go check out What the Golf. It's no time. Story number seven. I've been reading more into this Battle Pass business here for Fortnite subscription. Now I'm starting to think maybe I will do it. <laughs> maybe oh, I will uh, do it every month. Because for you, don't forget, <laughs> you're getting so it's twelve bucks a month, sure, but you're getting a thousand Fortnite V bucks every month, right? Which again is a little over ten dollars, right around ten dollars. And I'm getting excuses. So if think about all the times I buy the Venom pack or the whoever pack, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm what was I spending twenty thousand. Or, yeah, no, no, no. I'm two thousand V bucks there. So basically, you could do this subscription and just bank all the V bucks until you get to the big thing you want to purchase. You know what I mean? Like if yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, cool. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be giving them twenty bucks at, in the future for the rest of my life, <laughs> no matter, no matter what. <laughs> Why not just give them the money ahead of time, get the coins and the bonuses out? Making of a lot of sense. Making a lot of sense. Thank you, Kevin. Losing some dollars though. You know what I mean? Hey, oh my god, Whoa. I nailed it. This is Games Daily, everybody. We'll see you later. <laughs> Story number seven. This is one for me. A new Hitman map has been revealed. This is Jordan Allman at IGN. Kev, I have a video uh, they have attached here that you can play for the people as I read through the story. IO Interactive has revealed a new Chongqing location for Hitman 3 and released more details about how the game will run on PC and next generation consoles. The new location takes Agent 47 to the neon-lit streets of Chongqing in China. A short video published by IO today shows off the new environment and digs into the power of the Glacier Engine. Hitman 3 will include more than 300 active NPCs at once, and on next-gen consoles and PC, the game will run at 4K resolution and 60 FPS with HDR. Oh, God, look at how excited he got. To I'm saying so that. Just saying that he got pumped. Oh, man, I can't wait. The video mentions that the rendering, animation, and AI upgrades coming to Hitman 3 will also be available retroactively in the missions of Hitman 1 plus 2 as the entire trilogy of missions will be available to players who purchase the third game. I'm, like, salivating as I say this. I, God, God, you love it. You love it. I love it so much. In a separate blog post detailing IO Interactive's partnership with Intel, it was revealed that PC players will receive special enhancements at launch and ray tracing as a post-launch update later in 2021. 
and it looks so good, Greg. Um, the, the, this chonking location, I'm all I'm all about this. I'm all about all the lights and the colors, the new details added. Look at all those NPCs, Greg. That's a lot of NPCs. It's a, a lot, lot of, of NPCs. To blend in with. And you can blend in with them, hide from enemies, assassinate targets. Oh God, I'm all about it. I are you gonna play Hitman Three? How can I convince you to play Hitman Three with me? I mean, I'll definitely try it out with you. Sure. Like I, I enjoy Hitman fine. I don't love it. So like I always, we start it and I think we've done the Nick plays it a lot and I've done let's plays with him. I think we did stuff over at GameSpot back in the day. I can't remember, but like, it's always one of those things of like, Oh, I get this. This is cool, but I never stick around a long time. And mm. I think some of that's episodic. You know what I mean? Since it drops and I played it at launch for a little bit and then bounce yeah. out. Well, I didn't realize you about- were such a fan. I knew you were excited. I remember when you, you literally mm-hmm. were like, there's nothing people could do to get me excited in PlayStation VR again. And then it was like the Hitman thing went off and you flipped out. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely, like, I, I think Hitman is, like, low-key one of the standout games of this generation. Like, th- this this iteration of Hitman. Like, between Hitman 1 and Hitman 2. I, the episodic nature of Hitman 1, I think, de- definitely did do some things to uh mess up the rollout of it a bit because like i think on I mean, one it hand served those, it served that audience right it served yeah. that audience well that's the thing on one hand like you look at it and you're like oh no this makes sense because people like to play hitman le- levels over and over again and the 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 way in which you can modify certain missions and bring in new weapons and like tinker around with things i think it made i i understand where the idea came from to make hitman episodic but it just didn't pan out for them in terms of sales and people actually showing up. And so Hitman 2 was the one where they were like, all right, we're, th- we're throwing episodic out the window and we're just going to release this as one package. And I think that probably did better for them. Uh, and yeah, like Hitman 3, I'm very much looking forward to it because I, I really liked Hitman 1 and Hitman 2. And everybody should go play it. Everybody should play Hitman 3. Look forward to everybody. it. We're going to play it together. We're going to stream it. I'm, I'm writing it down right now. Here's the thing. We're playing it. You and I are we're playing Hitman 3 streaming. Yes. Can I play and you, you coach me? Oh, yeah. That sounds awesome. Because I, you, you come in and being the expert, I'm going to drift off. I'm going to start doing drugs on the side. Nobody will see me do it. Then you know what I mean? I'm lost in a haze. I disappear for three days. Jen doesn't know what's going on. It's a whole thing. If I get mm-hmm. to play it, it'll have my attention. You can judge me harshly. Here's the thing. Yeah. I really like Hitman. That's not to say I am good at Hitman. <laughs> well, this is a great way to hide how good or bad you are at Hitman because I'll be the mm-hmm. one losing over there. All right. Let's do it. All right. Today. Write Hold it down. On. Handshake. Handshake. It looks like you're both reaching for me in a weird way. I don't like it. <laughs> you want to reach back to us if you can? Is there a way to like was, get like a 3D? No, I didn't see it. Oh, you were? Is there a way to like make KHD 3D so that when we do stuff like that, like if folks are wearing the 3D glasses while watching and then it looks like they, our hands are sticking out to them and it's like a whoa kind of thing? No. Damn. Uh, Greg, I'm really excited for when we get the technology to be able to do these episodes in 3D, but... That's probably so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mama Grab Shops today, where would I look? You'd go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Right. You like all your solid. I feel like I feel like you would take to the hit pantry. You, I'm sorry, Kevin was doing the yeah the whole time, so I could barely hear what you said. What did you say? You're you're a big Metal Gear Solid person. You really like Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, I feel like we can somehow get that to translate into getting you to enjoy Hitman Three more, even more, because it's like a it's it's a similar it's a similar level of hey you're in a you're in a systemic world and you're doing stealth and you're trying to take people out sure. without people people saying. Granted, Metal Gear Solid Five I'd say is has a bit more. Like, there are way more NPCs to work with in terms of, like, enemies. And you're See, not- the way I always thought of Hitman, right, and I think one of the reasons I didn't gel with it is that, and the, the new Hitmans from IO, mm-hmm. uh, they're puzzle games. Yes. And it's very much of, like, how do you solve this puzzle? And I'm not usually the biggest puzzle game guy. And so, like, I would start them and, be, and play it and enjoy it and understand what it's going for, but end up bouncing because I don't I, – I prefer it to be more that – I have a plan. I go in to execute the plan. Something goes awry. Fuck. I can get out of it still and, fuck right. it and, and solve it. Whereas Hitman was always like, kind of like he failed. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. All right. Mm. I feel that. I understand. But I'm down to stream. We're streaming it. Don't forget. I'm streaming it. Uh, out today, we got Monster Truck Championship for the Switch, More Dark for PS4, Mad Tower Tycoon for Xbox One, Watch Dogs Legion for PS5 Physical, Football Manager 2021 PC, Professor Rubik's Brain Fitness for Switch survive for switch but the first letter of survive is two and so survive but with a two at the beginning 
uh, Tracks Toy Box Edition for Switch, Ram Pressure for PC, Santa's Xmas Adventure for Nintendo Switch or PlayStation 4, uh, Hot Shot Racing Free Big Boss DLC out today for uh that brings a new championship <laughs> tracks and more for, uh, for one ps4 and pc do you think that's like the big boss i'm thinking of or do you think that's just no like a, no i think it's just a large boss that you have to beat i don't think it's big boss that'd, that'd be, be a great crossover hot konami's shot like you know what we're not doing anything with metal gear go ahead hot shot racing put a big boss okay. DLC in there new days for you uh there's a holiday bash winter event uh coming uh, going on in apex legends season seven it's returning with a few new twists uh this event will be live from december 1st to january 4th and it'll provide the following lim- limited time changes uh a month of sales brand new wintry cosmetics return of a fan favorite mode being winter express which is a mode that i'm very much looking forward to because i, th- I thought winter express is very fun uh, and then an all new rewards track Look forward to that again December 1st. Mortal Kombat 11 Classic MK Movie Skin Pack has been revealed. Includes voices and likenesses from the original cast uh, members. And uh, if you haven't, you should check this out if you're into Mortal Kombat in the original Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, it's really awesome. Uh, Dark Complete Edition is creeping onto Xbox One and PS4 and PC on December 4th. Uh, the second annual hashtag Impy Awards will take place on February 14th, 2021. You can nominate your favorite dream creators, dreams creators, and creations now and visit uh, Media Molecules Ever Evolving uh, in-game Impy Hub to check out the past winners and get updates in the run-up to the show. Uh, you can go to twitter.com slash Media Molecule for more details on that. And then Warp Drive is coming out Friday on Apple Arcade. Deals of the day, uh, Xbox games with gold for December have been revealed. We got the Raven Remastered, which will be available December 1st to uh, December 31st. Bleed 2 will be available December 16th to January 15th. Saints Row Got Out of Hell uh, will be available December 1st to December 15th. Uh, And then Stacking will be available December 16th to the 31st. Daybreak's catalog uh, is getting a Black Friday... Uh, oh, let me say that again. Daybreak's catalog is getting Black Friday discounts various with various dates and deals. Uh, you're looking at DC Universe Online. Uh, that's going to have a Black Friday sale, which will feature 50% off replay badges, respect tokens, and skip to CR CR two two five five. Greg, does that that's make a sense combat to you? rating. That's a combat rating. Your character has a combat rating that gates you from content, but you're able to just skip right oh, to it. And you'll notice I put this story in here, which is why I gave you the details on DC Universe Online, but not the next set of games. Gotcha. Uh, and yeah, the next set of games are Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> Online, EverQuest, EverQuest Two, Lord of the Rings Online, and Planet Side Two. Again, various Black Friday discounts for those. So go check that out if you have any interest. Greg. We've had a very good and long show. We sure have. Right to squat up, of course, where people write in, let us know what they're playing, who they, what they, what they want to get done, and we squat them up with the community, and they can have fun. You see that? I made it rhyme. Made it rhyme off. You the nailed top it. You crushed it. I'm like the Eminem of this shit. Wow. Uh, Matt Dow writes in with a squad up for Pokemon Go and says, for the first time ever, Pokemon Go is running a regional raid event with remote raiding turned on. I'd be grateful if anyone from outside of Europe could help me catch. Uh, and then he says, please have Greg read these. Greg, I'm going to have you have you read from here. If anybody can help me catch these. Yuxi or Azelf. I'd be happy to invite you to a yeah, me spirit yeah, raid. Yeah. My friend code is 2640-2609-9323. Or if we can organize raids on Twitter where I'm at Matt Dows, D-O-W-S-E. Much love. Have a great, weird American Turkey celebration day. You nailed it. Thank you. Proud of you. Now it's time for comicfunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Um, we have one from RHD16 who says, uh, to get EA Play with Game Pass, you have to pay 15 for Ultimate, not 10 for the regular subscription. I appreciate that because I sometimes forget that. Uh, and so that is a good you're wrong to point out. Hosts for next week, because remember, there's no kind of funny games daily for the rest of the week. Hosts for next week go like this. Monday, it's me and Tim. Tuesday, it's me and Emron. Wednesday, it's Greg and Witta. Thursday, it's Greg and Tim. And then Friday, it's Greg and me. We're back at it like a bad habit. If you're watching this live on Twitch, we have the kind of funny games cast that's going on on Patreon right after this. We're recording that live. Uh, And then kind of funny podcast on Patreon is going down this afternoon. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level 
of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>